Hi, everybody, and you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin had a work thing he had to go to, so he's not here today, but he will be back with us next week. So, Devin, hope you're having a great week. We miss you. I don't think he's going to listen to this anyway. Yeah, he doesn't care. All right, before we begin, let me remind the listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the channel. Chat channel show there's facebook instagram and twitter all at high sessions of course you can go to soundcloud youtube and apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast if you could do me a favor audience last week we had ben vegas on the channel and his uh video is doing very well on youtube but for some reason on the itunes network he's not getting listens and i don't know if people are getting his podcast yeah because it's it's unusual that he's doing so well on one and then not doing very well on the other and it was the first podcast where we actually had a live performance recorded on it for YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, non-Patreon members. Yeah, right? and it was good. It was really good. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's a monster. Uh, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. Of course, if you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. They will be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. I'd like to thank Wendy from Seattle, who was our newest Patreon. Thank, thank you, Wendy. Wendy. Appreciate it. We are we're up close to 100 patrons. That's awesome. Like it's very soon. I think by the end of the year we we're going to hit that. So that's that's awesome. All right. Uh Kupu Kupu Landscaping Landscape Architects, you can call Kevin Okamura 808-722-8685 for a free estimate. Go to kupukupulandscaping.com. Uh Kevin wanted me to let everybody know that they are hiring at minimum $15 an hour if you have skills, it goes up from there. So they are looking for workers, but I know, Kyle, it's been tough, right? It is tough out there. Yeah. High Life Store is looking for workers, too. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting because on the mainland, they're having a big, like a lot of these tech companies are doing a ton of layoffs and stuff. So you have like people like uh, Koopa Koopa Landscape and can't find work and you guys can't find work. And then people getting laid off at the same time. It's kind of bizarre world we're living in right now. Yeah. I think people just want to work at home on in air conditioning on, on, a, <laughs> yeah. on their own computer you know yeah uh yeah i can i can see that yeah okay uh thank you to ford ruger market i had the uh you know i'm just going basically with poke at this point the rugerlicious uh spicy i'm really like digging the spicy ahi that they got over there i don't so. know if they made it special for me but i got a fried chicken plate today which is really good oh the fried chicken's good over there oh yeah is it juicy yeah Oh. You remember we tried it back in my house back in the day? They I brought I, these. Yeah, I the guess The chicken so. is huge. Like one fried chicken is like this. It's like the whole chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay, you can find Devin, Kumu 94.7 in the morning. You can go to highlifeclothing.com to find uh, Kyle's designs. And you can go to locationshawaii.com. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Teamyamasato.com to find me for my real estate stuff. And that leads us to our guest. Hey, how's it going? Good. Mr. Grant Uchida is a YouTuber, musician, comedian. Uh, he's been, you're kind of in this world of cosplay and anime and stuff like that. So for those of you who don't know what that is, you'll be getting some lessons on that, I guess, today. Because I don't, I, I don't really, I haven't been in that world either. So um, Grant's here to be our, our quote unquote expert. All right, I'll do my best. <laughs> on, on that kind of stuff. But uh, I met Grant uh, just happenstance through his mom, and we got to talking, and then I found out, oh, he's on YouTube. He likes YouTube, so we've been talking YouTube, all, all that kind of stuff. But 
You've had a channel for how long now? Uh, it's been about, I think, like 12 to 13 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. What yeah. does your channel consist of mostly? Um, right now, it's mostly just like cosplay related stuff. But when I started out, I was doing um, musical parodies. So a lot of like inspiration from like Weird Al Yankovic, uh-huh. Flight of the Concords, Stephen Lynch, um, even Frank DeLima. Okay. Too. So like I, I like the idea of making music, but I, I didn't feel confident enough with my own like original songs. So I took a song like Hey There Delilah mm-hmm. and I turned it into Hey There Daniela. And it would just be like a creepy stalker song that progressively ah, gets see, worse. I see, and I'd I play see. it at open mics and stuff. Uh-huh. And it'd be like, hey there, Daniela, what's it like across the city? I'm a thousand feet away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. <laughs> My telescope is locked on you. Your roommate too. <laughs> it's only like that. And it just that would be my thing. Was I would go to comedy clubs and play like parodies. What are you playing with? You, you do you play guitar or ukulele? Yeah, I play guitar. Okay. Yeah, I had a baby Taylor mm-hmm. for the longest time. Then I upgraded to an acoustic electric. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of baby Taylors around here. You can I'm, play like, today. I'm like eyeing out all the guitars. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean, what? What got you into that? I mean, you say Weird Al and, mm-hmm. and those type of things, but were you a big fan growing up of, of his, that genre of um, um, parody music? I like the idea of it. I didn't really know it was a genre. Like, I, mm. you know, like you, it's kind of like one of those things where you just listen to it. It's like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember a little site called, like, uh, BitTorrent. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, yeah, LimeWire yeah. Uh-huh. and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. That was, I think, my first introduction to... Um, to getting parody music, uh-huh. you'd be downloading, you know, like something from from what you thought was the original artist, and then it's a parody of a song. You're like, "Well, what is this?" Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of funny. And after that, I think that's kind of what got me into the idea of like, well, maybe I can write my own funny songs too. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, cause I, I grew up on Weird Al. I loved the movie UHF and just thought it was great. But I, I never thought that, that that would be a career path or anything right. but i guess yeah with the internet now you could do one thing that's funny and then mm-hmm. just blow up you know didn't yeah. you meet weird al i saw him at um whole foods on maui oh wow and i like i said that was the only time i've ever been starstruck in my <laughs> whole life <laughs> yeah i was telling my wife i'm like should i go say something to him and like that but i i didn't because you know he's on maui he's on vacation yeah with his family and stuff i didn't mm. want to bother him and stuff but yeah I should have at least taken a picture of him, you know? Yeah, or at least <laughs> say, say hi, I enjoy your music, you know? Yeah, especially because I know his guitar player, Kimo. Oh. Uh, he's a he's a big um, slack key guy. Mm, really? Weird, weird Al, yeah, Weird Al's guitar player plays slack key, and he's actually a very good slack key oh, player. Well, I didn't yeah. even I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who also is into slack key? Kirk Hammond. No way. From Metallica. What? I can't picture that. Where did you, where did <laughs> no. you hear this from? He's friends. With, he was friends with Dennis Kamakahi. Oh, really? Yeah, because he liked playing slack key. I never heard him play slack key yet yeah. on on YouTube or anything. I wonder. Though. Yeah, I wonder if you searched uh, YouTube Kirk Hammond slack key if he had any slack key. I would actually. Yeah, I never thought about doing yeah. that, but I probably should. You can do that after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that <laughs> after let's the go back to the living room and <laughs> yeah. look for it. Yeah, look at it on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Okay. So so you've had this YouTube channel for for a few years, and, yeah. and I know that. It, it's morphed into different things over mm-hmm. the years, some right. parody, comedy, things yeah. like that. And you and I got to talking because YouTube is an interesting animal. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been doing YouTube for about the same time. We started in 2011, so it's okay. been 
11, 11 years yeah, now, you yeah, know, yeah. and we, um, to this day, we talk about the YouTube algorithm, mm -hmm. what works, what doesn't work. And, and um, even, even now the podcast, we've been having these discussions of whether or not we should separate the podcast mm -hmm. from the channel because it's a music channel and people might see the podcast. And you were the one who told me that maybe yeah, we should get yeah, our yeah, own yeah. channel. So I, I, I'd, I'd, be interested from the audience feedback if we move channels would you be able, would you still follow us there or would we lose our audience i know or will we gain audience by so moving so this is this is from what i've learned about the youtube algorithm okay the think of it like um if you were to go to get a haircut at you know like supercuts or wherever you would always kind of the next time you go back there like a month later you'd expect to get a haircut right mm -hmm. right but then what happens if one day you go back there and you start seeing that they're trying to sell baked goods oh, along I with haircuts and then you come back another month and then they're trying to sell hardware tools and then suddenly the haircutting is not necessarily the main reason why people would go there but uh -huh. at the same time they're like well if i'm gonna buy hardware tools i can go ace hardware mm. You know, if I want if I want pastries, I'm gonna go to a pastry shop. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and then the idea is that if there are people who like their pastries or like their hardware tools, that audience is gonna be a little more. You know, it's not gonna be as honed in to like the loyal customers that come back every month. So mm. that's the way that I think YouTube's algorithm functions, especially now that the audience. You know, you're, there's so many people on YouTube. And before, back in the day, it was like you upload yourself like dancing or, or just like you set your camera up on a pile of books and record a cover, it takes off. People are just there to see the creativity aspect of like what you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So diversifying on YouTube has not really been a problem back then. But now um, I feel like everybody goes to YouTube for an intent to either entertain themselves with a specific type of content you know, like if you're going to watch a gaming video, you want them to always be uploading gaming videos and not like cooking tutorials. Like uh, you're that Fortnite guy that you were showing me earlier. Like imagine if he started doing I, I, like... What are you talking about? I, oh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't, wasn't watching okay, Fortnite videos. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but imagine if like you go to this one YouTuber just to specifically watch his like epic gameplay. King Joe 83 There you go. <laughs> and then he starts uploading like fashion videos and then like cooking videos mm. and he does like a weird like vlog about i don't know going to the mall yeah i see for, what you're saying for loyal loyal fans who wants to see more of him that you know like they would love that but for people who are just coming into his channel and not knowing about him and want to just see his gameplay they're gonna be like well what is I, I was expecting a video about you know fortnite or apex or whatever game he's playing yeah and so then eventually they kind of get bored and leave yeah I think for us, when we when we started the podcast, we thought being alongside High Sessions content on YouTube mm -hmm. would automatically get us an introduction to all these potential viewers, right? Because they have millions and millions of views on you know on their music channel, mm -hmm. and then maybe they'll come across a, the podcast when they go, oh, I'll give it a listen, and then right. it takes off from there. But what you're saying is, if we separate it, there's even more chance of getting a Possibly, better, yeah. a better run at both sides being uh, directed. I see. Yeah, because the one, the one thing is, YouTube's algorithm also looks for watch time. That's the most important feature yeah. of YouTube that allows the, um, the algorithm to understand that this is a video that people want to see. So example is, if if there's two videos that both have an average watch time of three minutes, one video is about four minutes, 45 seconds, the other one is an hour and a half, 
which video do you think will do better in the algorithm? The shorter one with more watch time because there's people, more percentage yeah, of the watch time. Exactly, of the video. exactly. But if you make a YouTube channel structured on long watch time, people will be expected to you know, stay there for that because, yeah. you know, like I said, I, I listen to your podcast and I just kind of leave it on the background while I'm editing my videos and stuff. And the, the computer doesn't know that I'm not looking at it, but it just knows that I'm playing it all the way through. And after it's done, it might just jump to a music video yeah. by accident yeah. because it's not going to just stream the podcast right. to the next or, or what would be worse is it'll send me to a different, completely different content creator. Mm. That's what I've, uh. that's what I found was happening with a lot of my content because um yeah, so go, we had this because you were doing yeah. the parody stuff and mm -hmm. then you went into the cosplay yeah. anime stuff well before that i went to all kinds i did like a skateboarding vlog segment i had a cooking show thing that i was like mm -hmm. i was just trying and experimenting a bunch of different stuff and a good decent amount of like views back in the day were still there like people love that but i noticed that i wasn't getting the views as i used to get back in the day and so I was kind of just searching for the next big thing, you know, like I would try to jump on trends like I did the Harlem Shake, the mannequin challenge and all that. And right, right, right. I remember that. I noticed that nothing really took off. And it's because the channel was so inconsistent in a specific thing that it just didn't know where to go. Mm. Like a good example. You're a food land instead of just a basket. Yeah, I'm a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Asian Walmart. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> But if you look at like certain YouTube channels like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, PewDiePie, they're able to kind of branch off and do other things because they've built in their, um, their audience, their loyal fan base of just playing strictly one genre of video game over and over and over mm -hmm. to the point where people are now there for their personality and not just to watch their gameplay. So I have a question. Okay? Yes. We're, this is the High Sessions podcast. Mm -hmm. They have the High Sessions music channel. Yeah. Would it be better in the future if we do separate the channels to separate our name too and say the blah, blah 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 podcast by high sessions? Mm. So the the when you search, it doesn't confuse the people too on catching the podcast or their music. We can discuss this mm. off air later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 this is a good. This that. is actually a really good question because I was dabbling a lot with this because I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, you you guys have like almost five hundred thousand subscribers, mm -hmm. but your 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 videos on average get like what 500 views to about a thousand on their podcast episodes on the podcast mm -hmm. yeah. but then you notice that your music videos grow to a couple thousand yeah right? oh yeah, yeah quickly and the way that um i understand the algorithm is that whenever you put something you throw something in the water it tests it with familiar audience meaning that because there's a bigger audience that likes music that's why it grows a little faster is because it already knows where to pinpoint that but because oh. the High Sessions podcast isn't as big as the music stuff, that's why it's significantly lower in views. Because it's just it's still trying to figure out who likes your who oh. likes the podcast and who's going to stay. That's the more important thing. It, it's looking for people who will stay for longer retention. But when it can't find that, then it either backs down or it goes into a completely different topic all the time to just figure out until it finds a group that'll be like, okay, I like this. And then they'll kind of try and figure it out a little more there. So, you know, us guys are literally, the podcast is really a small goldfish in a big bowl right. of other goldfish. Right. Where That's where we thought we would get the mm -hmm. audience, but right. in actuality, it's not working that yeah. way. Well, and then Kusumoto was saying that um, people are going to also find the podcast through the Facebook, through the Instagram, and through the Patreon and stuff like that. So 
they don't necessarily going to come through the high set because the thing about our page which is different than most youtube channels i think is that most people find our videos not because they go to highsessions.com mm. and yeah. and look for mike love they're, they're just typing in music reggae music and mike love pops up and then mm. they get they look at that video and then that video leads to another high sessions video and that you know so they're, they're not people are not finding the podcast because they're going to the main channel and finding the podcast right you know yeah. right and that's why probably the engagement is less on the podcast and i would be bummed as a listener to type in high sessions pure heart concert and then streaming all this music one after another on YouTube, and all of a sudden three guys come up talking for an hour on a podcast. <laughs> but like, what happened to the music, you know? And I think that's happening too. Yeah. So but I get have, it. But I we understand. Have playlists, you, know? you know, like we have playlists so that you can just you can just do the music stuff if you want to. And but not too many right. people do that, right? They just yeah. let, let it run. The, you know? the difficult thing about it is that it's people are lazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me yeah. included, and. Not once have I ever gone to a YouTube channel and looked at their playlist. Mm. What I do is I go to their videos and I scroll down maybe two or three pages. But that's about the extent of what I do. And then like I'll look for a video that looks entertaining thumbnail-wise. And I'll click on that and that's how I begin my journey. Mm. Unless there is like a specific, like let's just say for a gaming channel, there's a specific playlist on a game that he's played all the way through and I want to rewatch that. Mm -hmm. Then I would go to that playlist, but it's only because I know that it's there. But for yes, a Jeff. new... Because like the thing is, when it comes to like <clears throat> understanding this stuff, we got to look at it as a viewer and not as a content creator. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like we could put like 50 hours into a video, but to the audience, it's just a five-minute video, you know? True. And names and thumbnail are the two most important things. And that's why um, I, I was suggesting that maybe instead of putting High Sessions podcast first, you put that last or, or a little bit later because the algorithm pays attention to what the words are on the left of your title and it gets less important to the right. Mm -hmm. So if I were to search um, content creator in Hawaii, you know, like, you, like whatever that search is going to be is going to be at the beginning of the title of whatever video pops up first on the search mm. so it also allows you to diversify a bit more on like you know like reggae artists um, music engineering mm -hmm. um, um, music marketer you know like things like that just putting that in the title first might allow you to grab a bigger audience now isn't sensationalism of a title important too oh yeah so like we can say, you know, on the next episode of High Session Podcast, John Yamasato will speak, will talk naked. And we'll get, we'll get a million views right there, right? <laughs> then just High Session Podcast with John Yamasato. Right. Well, yeah. if he if he commits to it, then yes. <laughs> well, John, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I got to do what I got to do for that one, <laughs> man. So um, there has been, there has been like clickbaity titles. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the thing is, if the video doesn't necessarily Match deliver... It then the, the watch time will be short, thus the video does not take off. I see. Um, Philip DeFranco, if, if you know him, is a really mm -hmm. good... He's, a news, he's basically a news guy. Okay. But the way that he structures his videos is pretty ingenious. Like, he'll talk about something like, oh, this YouTuber said what at this, you know, like, and he'll put a thumbnail of the YouTuber. But he goes through his video talking about different things that happen in that current time frame. And he always puts the most exciting thing at the end yeah. or like towards the end so that you're not getting it in the middle 
or in the beginning and just leaving. You have to watch it and wait till it gets to that part. And by then you've watched like more than 30%, percent, like, right, right, right. more than like half the video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's discuss this more af after we finish okay. this recording. Okay. Because I know I want to dive into you now. Okay. And, and um, what made you transition from what you're doing as far as parody music and all this kind of stuff into mm -hmm. cosplay? And what is cosplay? Ah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, start like yeah. we don't know anything because we okay. really don't. <laughs> all right. Now, now we're getting into the meat and bones of this. So, since we are talking about cosplay, I thought that it'd be um, pretty interesting if I right. gave you guys a bit of a taste of what cosplay really is. All right. So, um, I have an aviator hat that I wear. You want? Actually, I want you to wear this. <laughs> okay. Ooh, John. Yeah. Yeah, John. Here, right. John. Let's do it. You can wear. You can wear. Does like, a tag go in the back? Runway. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. There you go. And then you just kind of pull it, straighten out a little bit. It's a little crooked here. Let me help you. All right. There you go. And just pull it back a bit. All right. And voila. We have ourselves. Um. <laughs> Where's your thing? Aren't you going to put something oh, yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, Hang on. This is my... Um, is like Tom Cruise and Top Gun? <laughs> oh, well, actually, this, this technically is my Tom Cruise wig. It is? Yeah. So when people ask me like, Wait, why, why does your wig look normal? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this longer. So. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like yours. Though. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I think you look the most ridiculous. <laughs> you, like, you look like Kurt Cobain. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Right. I like that. Nice. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to see it in. <laughs> <laughs> so right. yeah. So cosplay. Mm. Um, broken up into two words: costume and play. Yep. Play derives from like acting. You know, like to do. And so you basic. It's basically dress up. You know, you okay. dress up as a character. You walk around and. A lot of people mistake um, mistake like just like wearing a wig as a cosplay, but okay. I mean it, it can be. But I I believe that cosplay is really about just like becoming another character to give yourself confidence. That that's kind of what I've learned. A lot of people going into cosplay. Uh, feel. But when, where do they do this? Is it only at certain conventions or are they walking around long strokes like this? Sometimes you'll see them on the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we had uh, Cyber Bunny on. Mm -hmm. Right. And Technically, that's does, a form of cosplay. Yeah, yeah. and she, uh, you know, that's her character that she portrays right. online, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of stumbled into it because uh, I, was, I was trying to help out my friend. He was doing like a 48-hour film thing for UH and he was just like hey if you have a costume ah. wear it to the wear it to the convention center and I get there and I thought I was going to be the only one dressed up and I'm like what the heck is going on here <laughs> and eventually we filmed the video and I realized like oh I have like the whole day left and I had my little flip cam so I started like documenting it and that became like my very first um, convention vlog now you know I mean Wearing this kind of stuff is just celebrating Halloween 24-7 to me. In a sense, but yeah, yeah. is there other things that comes with this? Do you have to act out a certain character during the thing? Uh, or what, what, what do people not, do with cosplay, you know, when, they, when they're dressed up like right. this? Right. It, it's, it's a form of art expression for a lot of people. Um, I know that a lot of... A lot of it's kind of like the idea of, like, you know, like when you're a kid and you, like, look up to, like, oh, I want to be, like, Superman or I want to be, like, you know, like, Spider-Man... Yeah, and then you just get like a towel and tie it around your neck, and you pretend you're Superman. Yeah, it, in a sense, it's kind of like that. I've noticed like a lot of people they gain a little more confidence from wearing this, 
And so some people feel more comfortable. I have to admit out. to you, I do not feel more confident right now. <laughs> well, wait till you gotta wait till you see yourself. Then All you're right, gonna okay. be like, oh yeah. You know what we gotta do? We gotta test ourselves. Let's go long as drugs after this one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> there you go. High <laughs> sessions vlog right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. yeah, yeah. I you must know, look nuts, though, right? <laughs> You know, it, you look more, for some reason, you look more Japanese. Really? With that on, yeah. I, I don't know what. It's like you're, you're like uh, going to put your samurai stuff on. Like, that, that's just like the... Like intimidating looking to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was going to say, you know, the other thing that I think about it, because although I, I don't, I have not participated too much in this genre mm-hmm. i do know a girl who used to work with us that she's really good at, at cosplay stuff and she took the time to make these really elaborate uh, costumes and mm. things like that but yeah, for yeah. her it's like you know that's the creativity the art of it right is to right, be able right. to sew and make these costumes and put it together and you're done it's like a it's a project right, right. I mean, any yeah. kind of art so it is so. let's say you're, you're you're doing cosplay on a wednesday yeah is it the same costume that you wear on a Thursday, or you uh, just went, it, what? However you feel, or is, yeah. or are you a certain character consistently every day if well, you're going to cosplay? I'm a certain character every day when I when I dress up because it's the red shirt bow tie. This technically can be considered a cosplay. Okay. Um, primarily because I've gone to conventions and people have cosplayed as me. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sometimes there'll be people looking for me and they have like a red shirt and, and a <laughs> similar bow tie on. It's like, oh, there you are. But uh, yeah, we I, I made a joke that uh, one day I want to have Grant Con, and it's gonna be like a sea of red shirts and cameras just running around the convention. So yeah, so you 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 made your character, which is the red shirt bow tie yeah. character, mm-hmm. because you were documenting these conventions, and that was kind of like your so people would know like this is the guy that we see it, at these things that document stuff, so they can be prepared for you when you get near them or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I guess it it didn't really start off like that. Okay. Um, my thing was like, well, if I'm on YouTube and, and I want people to remember me, I kind of want to have the same look, kind of like a cartoon character. You know, like whenever you watch like Blue's Clues or something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. they always kind of wear the same thing. Yeah. And it's, it sticks with you. Like if you see like a green, like a lime green striped shirt, you kind of think, you know, Blue's Clues. Or if you see like blue overalls with a red shirt and a, a red hat, you kind of think Mario. Or a yellow t-shirt with a zigzag on the bottom. Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, 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 there you go, there you go. So with that, I kind of based this outfit, like... How'd you come up with that outfit, ah, though? I'm glad you asked. So <laughs> um, a lot of it was taken from things that I liked. Like, the color scheme was actually Spider-Man. Because I, uh, I was like, okay. oh, you know what? I really like Spider-Man's my favorite, you know, superhero back in the day. So I was like red and blue. Even, like, my bow tie is kind of like his eyes. Mm. And, and then um, also, too, like, I'd wear red Converse because of Doctor Who. Um, David Tennant, which was the 10th Doctor, wore Converse. And I was like, that was my introduction to like Converse. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. And uh, I would spike my hair up like Edward Cullen from Twilight. <laughs> Cause I so was you're like, a mixture of yeah, different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And it, it kind of created this like unique look. And I don't really remember why I wore this to a convention one day, but I did. And my red shirt sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So it became kind of like a beacon to people who want to find me and a warning for people who don't want to be in my video so they stay away. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I just go to conventions and I film everything. So if you're at a convention and you see me, then be prepared to be in my video. <laughs> you know? 
But yeah. yeah, and I know that you plan on doing um, not just Hawaii conventions, but traveling to outside because it's, yeah. it's a worldwide thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I gotta imagine. Like I've never seen one but is it big in japan the convention oh it started in japan oh it started in japan yeah okay yeah yeah i i don't really remember what the first cosplay was i vaguely remember hearing a story as a guy who dressed up in the monster outfit that he was filming in uh-huh. and he just wore that all the time to feel comfortable okay. but I, my memory's a little foggy so don't quote me on that but i remember that was technically like the first cosplay and then you know like it cosplay became like a regular thing in japan and then it slowly transitioned over into America, and then America, you know, like turned it into what it is, and just like made Comic Con and all that other stuff. What does a cosplay person do in America during Halloween? Did it just dress normal? Yeah, it's just like every other day for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so yeah, yeah. They should do the opposite and just just normal and just walk normal. around. <laughs> What's so funny is this past Kawaii Con, I actually did that. I just wore like a regular T-shirt. Yeah, I see. And, no, like, I see so many people kind of looking at me, but they don't quite know if it's me or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like you can just dress as a normal person, and that could be your costume. Yeah. You can be anime background extra number four. Well, and, and then wh- why does cosplay tie into anime so so much? Like, why don't people... I know people cosplay a lot, like, with Deadpool and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But what about, like, uh, you know, I'm um, Jim from... The office. Yeah, well, okay, so or I'm whatever. glad you brought like, that it's up. Not, it's not just costumes. Like, they're yeah. doing specific, and a lot of it has to do with the anime. Right. It, it's it's kind of like when you look at wine, and you only see, like, red and white wine at first. But once you start exploring, you realize there's, like, rose wine, dessert wine. You know, there's, like, a, f- a spider web of different types of wine. Okay. And I feel like that's kind of what cosplay is. It's like you look at it, and you're thinking, like, okay, it's just, like, girls in bikinis with wigs. And it's like, I'm summertime Sakura or whatever. But when you actually dive deep, you'll see that there are, like, actual, like, dedicated cosplayers who will cosplay as the most obscure things. And one of my characters that I cosplay as is Asian Tom Cruise. Oh, so Yeah, so on my, on my <laughs> YouTube channel, I have this one series called Sanji Vlogs. And the story is it's fictional characters living in my garage, and to pay for rent, they have to make videos for me. And I brought in, um, so One Piece is one of my favorite animes, and now they're having a Netflix movie. Oh, they are? Yeah. They're going to do One Piece? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm kind of scared about that, because I've seen what they did with, like, animes, like yeah, Death Note. that's and true. And they did uh, Cowboy Bebop, right? Yeah, I didn't watch that. I know a lot of people either liked it or didn't. I, I don't know anything about Cowboy Bebop, so I watched them like, that eh, seems fine. Yeah. But then people were pooping on it all over yeah. the internet. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it, it's, it's not <laughs> it's not living up to the what it's supposed to. It, it's one of those things where Because like, I like John Cho. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like he's a good actor. Yeah. I, I think that it's a it's one of those things where if you really understand the characters, you would not they would not do that in a yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. Americanized version. Uh, I have my yeah, I feel that way about Marvel and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's like they're just making all the characters goofy in Marvel now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Don't even get me started. On <laughs> That's it. for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll come back and I'll talk about that with you. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, shoot, we, I lost my train of thought. I was asking about... Different types of cosplay. Yeah, um, and then anime... Wait, One Piece. Oh, One Piece. Yeah, yeah so yeah, One yeah. Piece. Okay. What, What's what, One Piece? What is One Piece? One Piece is... I like to call it the Japanese national treasure. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the idea of One Piece, and Chaz brought it up. He, he briefly talked about he it bre- being... Oh, yeah. I I wa- I started watching it in middle school, and oh, so it's that old. It yeah, it's okay. It's going on like fifteen seasons now or something like that. Wow, three hundred plus episodes. Okay, it's um, 
So the idea animated of it, series, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it it started mm-hmm. off with um, a pirate called Gold Roger, and he basically has his treasure called One Piece, and so it's like the greatest treasure in the world, kind of like national treasure. And right before he was executed, he said, "Find my treasure." You know, it's buried somewhere in the world, and the person who owns One Piece becomes the king of the pirates. And so it started this whole era of pirates, where everybody is trying to look. It's a race towards this ultimate treasure, and it um, follows a kid named Luffy, who um, just wants to be a pirate. He he likes the idea of going off for the adventure. Now wait a minute. Finding it. <laughs> it's fifteen seasons in. At this point, are people like maybe there's no treasure? Oh no. So. Ah oh, man, I, I, well, I mean, you're probably not going to watch it because right, it's going right. to take you an eternity. Yeah. But One Piece is one of those things where it always kind of hints at there is there's something there, and then I think towards like the 300th, 400th episode, um, they dropped a bombshell where like one of the original members on that pirate ship confirms that it is real, so oh, it's see. no longer a myth. But it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z. Well, we you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You, yeah, I don't even know about that one either. But okay. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like that where it just it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing how long these these animated series can go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because animated series, you know, people don't age or something yeah, like that. I mean, because, it, like, I mean like, look at the Simpsons. And right. Simpsons is Family Guy. Like, what, Forty and, years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like. It's amazing, like, if you can get a good animated series going, it can just mm-hmm. go on forever. Right. Somebody should do one where you actually age. And, uh-huh. then you, and, then you, and then the last one is you die. So, <laughs> that's, that's funny because, like, um, that technically has been done already. Well, it has. <laughs> yeah. It's just that every, instead of a season, there's something called an arc. So, there's different arcs with animes. And there's an anime called Naruto where in the beginning he starts off as a little spoiled brat trying to become Hokage, which is like um, the leader of his village. And then he has Naruto Shippuden, which is him growing into that. He becomes a little older. And now oh. he, they have Boruto, oh. which is he became the, the leader. And now his son is, is the main character of his story. Oh. So it, it's oh, happened. Yeah, even with Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball started off with him as a kid, Goku as a kid, then Dragon Ball Z is him as an adult and he has like a little kid, and then GT is something that was a train wreck that we don't talk about. I see. Yeah, it's kind of like, like how they had like X-Men 3 or, or like Spider-Man 3 where just kind of sweep it under the rug and yeah. pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> or like, you know, I, I had my my kids watch uh, Terminators 1 and 2. Right, right, and then it just kind of ends with that. And I said, that. uh, <laughs> that's where the story ends. <laughs> don't, don't go any further than right, this. Right, right. It's Terminator 1 right. and 2. Exactly, you just kind of forget about that yeah. and just push it. But now they have Dragon Ball Super, which is right. like, a, a, to me, it's like a, a, a softer version of what Dragon Ball Z was. It's like American Pie, right? <laughs> that's true. There come a point where you just stop watching American Pie already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why every. Well, I know why. It's because studios want to make money and they have a property that people know about, right? Yeah. So they just continually just try to push right. it. But they're like Land Before Time. They're, like, oh yeah, they're still. Like, I'm pretty sure they're still making it. That's right. I'm waiting for the episode where the meteor hits. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Extinction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, uh, interesting. Yeah. All right. So so let's get back to YouTube because. Okay. Uh, okay. So we talked about our channel. Your mm-hmm. channel. So, what is what are you planning on doing now 
after going to because you've talked about all these iterations that you've right. tried what are you going to be focusing on now primarily just cosplay stuff just cosplay stuff it's so within this three month time period a lot has happened mm. you know like a, as you know we're like we're working on selling our property or a part of our property and um i've been doing a whole revamp of the garage that i live in and till this day like i don't know it's probably not gonna be um done by the time this goes up but for those who've watched my channel they've known that my garage was kind of like a clutter of like chaos mm -hmm. and that kind of made it like an iconic setting because like i just i kind of utilized the chaos to my advantage yeah but now it's like completely like clean and so this is gonna kind of be like the reboot of my channel um and now that once I get everything ready, I'm just going to jump full on into just doing like cosplay themed content because it's something that I know is working for my YouTube channel. Well, and you like it. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, when people ask me about YouTube, I just tell them, you got to find something you really like mm -hmm. because you just have to be consistently posting about it right. all the time. That's all right. there is to it because even if there's a, um, a Marquise Brownlee, right, who mm -hmm. does tech stuff, right? right? You know, all these creators can only do so much creation, right? right? Or either because either they burn out because mm -hmm. they they're just tired of doing, or or they can only do so much, right? Right, right. So if you're consistent and you can find an audience, but mm -hmm. you just have to be people. People can kind of see through if you're not passionate or not interested oh, yeah. in what yeah. you're doing. You yeah. know, so yeah. I mean, I just find something like Kyle could do. Kyle could just freaking draw on <laughs> on. YouTube live and people would watch that, you know, but he doesn't No, because you'd <laughs> see me eating a sandwich in between <laughs> I mean that that might be that might be a fun thing to experience, you know, like I I've, I feel like the the good thing about YouTube is that it's not Hollywood mm, Meaning right. that like this podcast doesn't have to have five different cameras. It doesn't have to have perfect audio That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> get there. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's like I, I, I've seen like really horribly shot videos yeah. up on YouTube, but it's so entertaining because of the content that was captured. Right. You know, and like right. how many how many fail videos are perfect? None. They're, like they're all caught like long ways on their on their friend's yeah. phone. But it's like catching that moment is so much more important than having everything in the setting right. And that's what makes YouTube beautiful, is that it's even though it's like corporately like owned and it's like it's become like a, a organization rather than like a community i still find enjoyment in videos that i stumble across that are low budget that the typical are, yeah. one is america's most funniest videos right exactly all of that, it is just home video right, right. exactly People love it you know to it, watch it, was, that it was youtube compilations yeah. before youtube yeah yeah you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah and i mean even for this um at some point, we'll we'll upgrade our camera, but we're using an iPhone to shoot yeah. to shoot this. But mm -hmm. the, the more important th thing I thought was that number one, people could hear. Right. So we're doing, you know, we're getting good audio, and then also what we talk about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Audio is key. I've learned like you can have shaky cameras, pixelated, you know, like 720 quality, but if you can't hear what's going on, nobody's gonna stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and and that's one of the hardest parts because if especially. What one day someone will event this. I'm I'm sure it's coming, but the part that's really difficult is streaming live and then having good audio. Right, yeah. right. I mean, if you're just talking, it's one thing, but if you're trying to do music stuff, yeah, it's like 18 different things you have to plug your right, stuff into right. and run it through and all these. Com There's no magic microphone yet for that. Kind no, of 
There's not. No, I I tried doing Twitch. I was uh, so. Oh yeah, Twitch. Yeah. Before Don't I decided to just Twitch. shift completely to YouTube. Yeah. Um, cosplay stuff. I wanted to make three different videos. One of them was called "I Became a Gamer," so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was going to be called "I Became a Streamer," so you don't have to. And the third one was "I Became a YouTuber," so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And within each of those videos, I wanted to attempt to like actually like follow through with something really like really intense. So, the gamer one. I wanted to see if I could get to at least a semi-professional level with like 10 years of not playing games. And I clocked in about 300 hours in the first month on Apex and I hated my life every <laughs> single step of the way. I was getting anger issues from that. The next thing I tried was um, streaming. So I was like, well, let's see if I can build up, a, make it sustainable. And so I clocked in about four hours every single day for about three months and I hated my life every step of the way. It was, but it was like, all of it was me just like setting up. It's like, can you hear this? No? Okay, hang on. And then I have yeah, to readjust uh-huh. something. How about now? Okay, all right, let's go. You know, like, so it was like half of that month, the first month was literally just me trying to figure out everything. And I got it somewhat close to a point where it seems like everything worked out. And then, like, something was happening with my computer where it started overheating because I was, like, going oh, off for so long. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I can't deal with this. I'm playing off a laptop. Well, it's so funny because I was just telling Kyle today, we got a, we got a TV that we set up in the, in the guest area mm-hmm. of our studio. And normally, back in the day, I mean, I used to be excited whenever I'd get a new technology yeah. or a new piece of equipment or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, nowadays, it's like, oh, because there's so many things you have to, you have to do your apple id password right, and you right, gotta, right. gotta download all these apps and all of that apps have passwords and you, you gotta set this all up and yeah I, it's it's changed like it's gone from me being excited about new stuff to like i don't want to buy a new iphone because <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta redo this whole thing and i gotta set all my settings and you know right right like, granted you change the sim card at all just magically does it yeah so it's, it's, it's a, a, not too bad but you know what yeah. i'm saying right yeah. yeah 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 were you always this type of person that always challenged yourself to try new things do new things or expand on your interests or honestly i think so like when i when i really think about it like i taught myself how to backflip within my junior and senior year of high school what did you do you just wake up in the morning i'm gonna learn how to backflip well, so today. my thing <laughs> has always been like I don't, I don't i guess i had low self-esteem as a kid where i thought i wasn't good enough to get like to get to where I wanted to be. Uh-huh. So what I did was I, I came up with a little loophole. It was like, if I can do something different, then I can kind of weasel my way into success. Uh-huh. And so I was like, high school. I know what you're the- saying. Yeah, yeah. High school theater was always like a big dream of mine. It's like, I, I had this vision of like, oh, I could be a, could be a Hollywood actor or go on Broadway, you know, but I wasn't that good at like dancing, wasn't that good at singing and I was short. So, like, you know, like, usually the leads are a lot taller because the girls mm. are all wearing heels. What high school did you attend? Kaimuki. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and a long line of greats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Musicians me. and everything, <laughs> yeah. everything else. But, yeah, so my thing was, like, well, if I can teach myself how to be acrobatic, then I could probably get, like, my little, like, 10 seconds of fame in, like, in, like musical theater. And so... One day, I noticed that there was, like, this tumbling mat on the auditorium. Like, they let us, like, kind of, like, roam around. Or at least, I don't know if they let me, but I just kind of snuck into the back where the stage was, and I found this tumbling mat. And for two years, I would just practice, like, cartwheels and round-offs on this tumbling mat during lunch and, like, after school. And then I would also, like, stretch, and I would make sure I'd become super flexible and all that. And one day, um, 
I did a round off and I was gonna do a back handspring, but I had so much momentum that I flipped over and I did a backflip. And then once I realized that, I was like, oh my God, I can do a backflip. <laughs> and so I started doing that. And oh, who was teaching you this? Me. I mean, did, were this you just was, watching YouTube no, and learning? This was, or? This was before YouTube. How did you learn the proper technique so you don't break your neck? Or didn't. Break, yeah. <laughs> I have video footage of me like doing a really like sloppy backflip. But I'm like, I'm like tilted over to the side like that. I'm not, there's no form, no technique. I literally just like threw myself over. See, when I was a kid, I saw my cousin do a backflip off a coconut tree. Yeah. So I, I oh thought I God. could do it too. Oh, so I would, oh no. Oh no. Well, once I landed on my head off my living room couch onto the, f- mm-hmm. onto the carpet, I stopped. <laughs> mm. But yeah, yeah. you kept going well, and you succeeded. So one of the things was that um, I break my bed a lot because I jump on it as a kid. And that's kind of where I guess I got my spatial awareness mm. as I'm like, um, as I'm like in the air. Uh, I remember one time I went too far back and my feet went right through the window. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thinking about your situation back in the day, mm-hmm. I, I told my kids this and I, I've told, I think I've told Kyle this. If you want to, so everybody wants a skill or to be noticed or something mm-hmm. to me. You should learn how to play pool, mm. billiards, because at some point in your life, you're going to come across a pool table and no one suspects anybody is good at pool, right? Everyone assumes that no one knows how to play right. pool or they're just like average or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can hide if you're good and you can turn it on and turn it off at, at any moment. You but know? John, the, when you're a kid and you want to impress people, you don't want to impress people with something that... You're gonna have to look for a opportunity like a pool table around you. You played ukulele. You walk around the school. You sang. <laughs> he backflip whenever he wanted to. <laughs> you, you can't drag around a pool table. I guess, but but what I'm saying is that that skill, like at some point, people are gonna be like, "Oh, let's play some pool," and you'll be like, "Okay." Yeah, like that's my time to shine yeah. here in college. It's time to shine. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, I waited thirty years for this moment. <laughs> yeah, raining. It's my time to shine, guys. It's Am even, I talking loud? Because I can't even hear you this thing. I feel like <laughs> you're fine. You're shouting fine. or something. You can take it off. You know, <laughs> you can at least open up the bottom okay. so the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can hear better. Now. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, All right. So let's see. Kyle, do you have one? We have we have time for one more question. Okay, I have one more question for you. Okay, you seem like an interesting dude that has a lot of interest. Uh huh. Are you a collector of anything too? Do you collect uh-huh. like Funko toys or vinyl? You know things or what? What do you collect or or what is your pa- other passions? A lot of like a lot of the things that I've collected have always been kind of like used for tools. So like I have like a plethora of camera gear because I wanted to learn oh, how to get better at that. I, I would, let me ask you, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, side sorry. question. Yeah. What kind of equipment do you think you need for if you're gonna be a YouTuber or something? If I you're gonna you, be a YouTuber, you just need that. You just need a cell phone. iPhone? Yeah. Like, it, it, I think that a lot of people get, get, um, get blurred, like, I don't know how, what I'm saying. Like, they, they kind of get distracted by the shiny lights and they're thinking, oh, I need like a $5,000 camera with mm. like a $300 microphone and a bendy tripod. And I'm going to like film myself going out for breakfast and I'm going to get a million views. But if your personality sucks, <laughs> nobody's right. going to watch mm-hmm. you no matter if it's in 4K or 8K. Yeah. In fact, I don't even film in 4K because 80% of the YouTubers or viewers watch YouTube on their phone, which downgrades to 720p. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't care. I'll use my phone if I need to, you know. 
for me, like whenever I do my cosplay montages, I use a point and shoot camera because I can throw it in the air to get this spinning effect in my videos. Mm. You know, like mm -hmm. there, there's been so many times where I've like, I've thrown my camera into the grass and stuff just to get that rolling effect. And nobody's gonna do that with a $5,000 camera. Right. But for me, like a $600 point of shoot, it'll work. Now you were saying um, an iPhone is just as good. Mm -hmm. What about a GoPro or something like that? Is that outdated uh, already for, for so video content? One thing that I don't like about GoPros, and this is just my personal preference, is it just looks really weird. You know what I mean? Oh, because it's like, so wide? Not only that, but even when it's like narrow, it's like everything is like weirdly in focus. Oh, you know? uh, there's no depth. Right. And the reason why I'd say using the phone would be okay is because if you're just setting it up and like talking, it's, you know, like you, you genuinely don't have too much distortion. But if you like point your finger to it, you notice how your finger becomes really yeah, long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like with GoPros, one thing I've noticed is if I'm holding it, I'm walking. Because of the stabilization, the background is stable, but I'm bouncing around like this while I'm uh. moving. And it just creates like this weird error in my brain. GoPro is one of those things that it's really cool in the display. Mm -hmm. You see everybody bodyboarding yeah. and surfing and jumping right, off right. cliffs with it and stuff. You're like, man, that's so cool. But I if you're just yeah. sitting stagnant. Right. Then, yeah, but then, and then you yeah. buy one and then it's like, hmm, yeah. what am I going to do with this? Like, it, yeah. It's a very situational tool. Like I saw um, Peter McKinnon is a, is a really good YouTuber who does film stuff. Yeah. There, he filmed himself making coffee. And for like a split second, there's a, a, cough, a pot's eye view. It's from the bottom of the pot of him pouring like water into that pot. Huh. And it's only for like a second. But what he did was he put his GoPro in the pot to just film that one yeah, second yeah. to yeah. get that, that different perspective. So it is, a, it is a useful tool, but just like a hammer, you're not gonna use that to put a screw into a wall. You know, mm. you, need, you need a plethora of like different tools to be able yeah, to do I, what you want. I had this GoPro I brought to Maui once and I, you know, I'm using it for whatever. You know, you're just kind of experimenting, and yeah. I put it at the bottom of the pool, looking up. Mm. And it was kind of cool. You jumped yeah. in the water. Yeah, jump in the water. You know, the kids are swimming over. Like, yeah. it's like you're at the bottom of an aquarium or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it has its it has its uses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So, um, let's see, Grant. Yeah. We are technically a music channel, mm -hmm. so we do have one music question. Okay, sure. For you, if you were stranded on a desert island for all of eternity, mm -hmm. and you had to take Three albums with you to listen to for all time. No greatest hits or no live. Oh, okay, okay. No greatest hits, no okay. live. Although you're kind of young, so I don't know if you even know albums. No, no, do I know? do. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what, what three albums would you would you take with you? Um. Well, I don't really know the names of the albums See, that I, I think about. <laughs> no, no, I think mean. about. It. I'm like, so, wait. So three artists. Okay. So for the younger kids, we do artists. Okay, okay. Everyone's on Spotify now. They don't know. Right, albums. right. Okay, um, probably one of the early albums of The Offspring. Oh, Offspring, yeah. Offspring has been my favorite band since middle school. Um, the one that has uh, Why Don't You Get a Job on it. I think that that's my favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And then I would that was my the most, that was my get ready to surf music. Oh yeah, as we would drive to yeah. That was like my skateboarding. Lively, that was my, like, that yeah, was my yeah, skateboarding gets, gets music. you all amped, right? Yeah. All they make good, they make good yeah. music, Matt and Offspring. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have like I would have one of the early albums of Offspring. I don't really remember what the name of it was. Maybe it was Americana. You know, I don't know. You know what's interesting is uh, so I, I listen to the Adam Carolla podcast, mm -hmm. and every year they have a Adam Carolla party or whatever, mm. and he's friends with the Offspring or whatever. So yeah. they came down and played at his party, mm. but they did a rock ukulele set. 
Really? Cool. So, yeah, so they were playing ukuleles. And, and oh, wait rocking. a minute. I, I've, I feel like I've seen something like that on, on YouTube. Really? Noodles and Dexter were doing like an unplugged. With ukuleles? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, so that makes me like, mm. yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. More. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, so album number two. <clears throat> album number two probably would be, and this is just because of my nostalgia, probably um, Hanson. Okay. Their album the Middle Mbop? of Nowhere. Yeah, because I think that Middle of Nowhere was the one that had Mbop on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the last album I would have is a band is from a band called Tally Hall. Okay. They're I don't know if they're considered a concept album, but they have one song called Do You Want a Banana? And it's it, like it, my friend showed it to me and I just play it on repeat for like years. <laughs> but yeah, they're a very obscure, like weird band. But yeah, those okay. would probably be my three. And by the way, do you get to Japan at all? Like, do you get to visit at no, all? No, that's my... Okay, so... On your bucket list? One I, one day, I want to find this out. So, okay. my last name is Uchida. Yeah. Um, my grandma told me that there, there was... Um, one of our ancestors was a dentist and a samurai. And... Wow. At the same time? I think so. He fixed the teeth for the emperor at the time. Wow. So that's what my grandma told me. So I do have a family sword if it still exists. It's somewhere in Japan, possibly. Wow. I don't know. Like it, it, it could be, it could be in a museum somewhere. Um, but if you go to Kahala, there is a dentist yeah, there with the yeah, last yeah. name Uchida. Uchida. Yeah. And I didn't know about that until after He's a my pediatric dentist. You see, be my kid's dentist. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so it's like it's weird that my grandma told me that, and then like later on, I, I looked at the sign. I was like, his name is Uchida as well. Are you related to this I, one? I don't know. I'm scared to ask him. <laughs> I was like, are you my real dad? <laughs> well, apparently, uh, I found out yesterday that they opened up Japan now. They dropped all the <gasps> oh all the requirements. Well, I got to renew my passport now. So it is time to hell on. Let's go, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been a while. All right. Well, cool. Okay, so you're gonna stick around for a little while more. Yeah, okay? sure, and, sure. And the, um, we'll, can you play something? Maybe for play us? a song or yeah, something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Great. All right. Oh, we'll, we'll I, I forgot. Um, so one thing that I didn't oh, get to wait, talk wait, about. Oh, you didn't show me oh, that. Should, yeah, yeah, we didn't bring this up. Okay, so parts of cosplay are making props, and as I was as I was cleaning out my my room, I found this. So technically, my first cosplay was Freddy Krueger. All right. And this is the first ever cosplay prop I made. It's literally just plastic knives duct taped to a gardening glove. That's classic. Hey, but work. it's like, you know, it does the job. But this was the first cosplay prop I ever made. Wow. That, yeah. That's, How that, old were you? Uh, this was in high school when Freddy vs. Jason came out. Okay. Yeah. So we did a parody See, on that. See, that's who I'm waiting yeah, for as a on. skin in Fortnite. Put it on. Because, yeah. you know, they've done Naruto and they've done uh, Dragon Ball. You want to see, like, a Halloween theme? Yeah, I want a Halloween theme with, like, Jason Voorhees. and. That Freddy would be Kruger. pretty cool. I want to see Jason Voorhees you know, carrying around, like, an Asian. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and um, you know, everyone's like, oh, but this is a game for kids and stuff. But they had the Alien and Terminator. Right, right, right. So why can't they do Freddy Krueger? Yeah, exactly. That's just fun. It's pretty fun, right? Yeah. To just move, maneuver it around. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, and also, too. Oh. Sorry. I, I we didn't we didn't this didn't come up, but I brought you my children's book. Oh, I yeah. didn't know you had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I dabbled as a children's author for like three years. So that's my that's my children's book, Soon Kitty. It's about procrastinating. So adults can learn from it as well. Wow. <laughs> hey, these illustrations cool, are man. great. James Ishizaki. Yeah. I have another book. I didn't have extra copies of it, but that one was called Little Jack of All Trades. Oh, okay. 
Can can people get these? Yeah, Amazon. 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 Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, okay. man. Yeah, if you just type Thank in you. my name, you'll find it. Yeah. We'll have you sign this for us too. We'll do. Yeah. We'll do. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with more Grant in our Patreon section. Get in.